Bridges Boys. We like beer. We like beer. If you think that that sounds hazy, then Lord, we'll make it clear. We like Blondells, IPAs, cider stouts, and the USA Bridges Boys. We like beer. We're just boys. We like beer. Welcome back to another episode of Upstate Beer Boys Podcast. Wayne and I decided to ride down to beautiful Clemson, South Carolina today, and we found ourselves at Kite Hill Brewery. So, what do you think about it, Wayne? Man, there's orange everywhere around here. We knew we were getting close to Clemson when we saw the Tiger Paws on 123 painted on. Yeah, before we get too deep into this, we just want to thank Chris Hitchcock for our theme song. And uh, keep up with the Upstate Beer Boys at Upstate Beer Boys on Instagram. And uh, I guess I'll let you finish the open. All right, fellas. Tell me who you are, what you do, and let's drink some beer. Let's do it. Sounds good. Thanks for having us on. I'm Bobby Condon. I'm the co-owner of Kite Hill Brewing Company. And my name's Mike Fuller. I'm the head brewer for Kite Hill Brewing Company. All right, so it looks like we got the Brain Trust here. So, uh, you know, this is a nice little drive out here to uh, Clemson. This is Clemson, right? It is, yeah. I mean, I, I see the Tiger Falls everywhere, so I assume it. But yeah. Anyways, Cle- so... Clemson with a P. Yeah, no Z <laughs> with a P. I'm from Florida, so... <laughs> All right, so tell me about the name Kite Hill and how you guys came to open this lovely establishment here, right here in the heart of Clemson. Yeah, so we um, we started thinking about this probably four or five years ago, uh, myself and the other owner, Brian Leggett. He's not here today, he's, he's like the prettier version of me. Um, but we, we went to school together here in Clemson, um, met at the radio station. About five years ago, started discussing the this idea to open a brewery in Clemson because nobody else had. Um, so when it came to selecting a name, uh, we wanted something you know kind of reminiscent of Clemson. Uh, if you come up Highway 76 from Anderson, uh, you'll, you'll roll up on Kite Hill on the corner of campus where the student radio station tower where he and I met uh, sits on top of it. So that's the namesake. So who are you? <laughs> uh, I'm Mike Fuller. I'm the head brewer here. Uh, I've been here since just over two years now. We opened up uh, July 4th of 2001. Um, I came on in April. Um, I have a about an eight-year background in brewing. I've uh, been all over the state of North Carolina. Um, and then I uh, went to school here and all, love it down here. Um, was always surprised that a brewery you know, never came about. Um, so it was, yeah, always a dream of mine to come down here and, um, start one or be a part of one. And, um, yeah, moved down April of 2021. Um, wasn't really particularly looking for another job, but, um, I got on, uh, actually got COVID, uh, earlier that year and, uh, was bedridden for a while and I was just wondering what the, um, what the job market was doing. Uh, I got on Pro Brewer. They have a 
job classifieds ad, and uh, the first ad was head brewer in Clemson, South Carolina. So I thought that was pretty serendipitous the way that happened, and reached out to Bobby and Brian, and we hit it off right off the bat. We had a good connection, um, kind of really had the same vision to bring the first brewery to Clemson. Um, so yeah, it was a great um, great relationship off the start, and uh, yeah, we got started uh, April of 21, and then opened the taps July 4th uh, of that year. It's a good day to open the taps on July 4th yeah. in the South. So the beers on tap that you have, do you, do y'all only keep your beers, or do y'all ever have guest taps? Well, it's it's funny you say that. We when we first opened, we did have some guest cider. Uh, now we just have that in cans, but generally speaking, we only have, well, only, we, we have 16 taps that yeah. are all brewed in-house. Uh, we just wrapped up uh, our first, hosting our first beer festival yesterday, so starting later this week, we have some rotating guest taps to finish off the kegs we didn't get through, but um, yeah, everything else is comes out of this guy's head, and um, we kind of work together to decide what we're going to brew, and then Mike perfects it, writes the recipes, brews them up nice. Try to, at least. Speaking of brewing, how big of a brewing system are you working off of? So we're on a 10-barrel brew house, two-vessel, so we have a mash tun um, and a kettle, uh, a hot liquor tank and a cold liquor tank for our processed water. Uh, We have four uh, 10-barrel uni tanks for our fermenters, and we have two... um, 10-barrel horizontal tanks for lager program. And anything we kind of want to adjunct and get out of the fermenter and onto you know, whatever weird stuff we want to throw beer into. Yeah. To everybody listening, I was just pointing out the two lagering tanks behind us. Mm-hmm. Since you can't see them, because this is a podcast. Audio-only podcast. That is okay. We'll take pictures so our listeners can understand what we're talking about. So speaking of weird things um, that you put beer in, does it, you guys do any type of barrel aging at all? Or Yeah, we actually uh, just started our barrel program um, back in December of last year, um, so about four months ago. That's what's at the front door up there? Yes, sir. We've okay. got... I didn't know if those were for looks or if they actually... <laughs> no, they're in use. It's a very, it's a very small newly designed program that we're going to try to build on in the next uh, coming years. So we, every year we do a beer called the Adjunct Professor. Um, it's basically um, one of our base Imperial Stouts. Uh, every year we'll add different adjuncts and then the previous year's Barrel Age um, Adjunct Professor. Uh, we've got two barrels over there with uh, 6 and 20 old money. Um, barrels, and we have a dissolver uh, banana bread imperial stout collab in one of those as well. So those will be released every Thanksgiving every year. Um, we'll have the new batch, and then the previous year's one-year-old barrel-aged batch. We're coming back down around Thanksgiving <laughs> because I like banana. We might have a tour on Black Friday. <laughs> that's uh, that's our that's our target release date for those. All right, so you're talking about the little series you have. 
I looked up and saw that y'all have a beer called, uh, it might be a series, that's why I was asking. It says spray tan, but above it it says Brewers Tears. <laughs> is that a series? That is uh, that is our seltzer series. If okay. that is a thing, <laughs> it makes me want to cry. But uh, that so is So that's why, why Brewers, okay. That makes sense uh, now. Because <laughs> I saw it and I'm like, maybe that's a series of seltzers. <laughs> because it had the name of the beer at the bottom. So Yeah, we do... We do off-batch seltzers all the time with different flavorings, and um, this one is Kara uh, Kara Orange. Um, we've had um, lemon lime. What was the lemon lime and oh, uh, cucumber lime? Cucumber lime. Um, we've we've got a new one coming out with uh, blue raspberry, uh, cherry, and lime. Um, yeah, it's. Well, I thought I'd ask because one brewery that we were at not too long ago was asking about the funny name and I was like, what's the name, what's behind that? And the brewer said, oh, well, I don't doubt almost half the barrel of beer <laughs> before I realized that I had the wrong valve on. And I was like, oh no. So that was, um, I forgot how they worded it, but it was wrong valve. like that. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, when we were, we were discussing what we were gonna make, yeah, early on, we, we realized hard seltzers are popular. So, right, Mike, I need a hard seltzer. He's like, I make beer. <laughs> hard seltzer, right? Just make it. They actually... Uh, so it's lightly salted with Mike's tears. Yeah. yeah. I, just, it, I, cry, I cry a little bit on this, I guess you call them so it's organic. Days, but yeah, it's organic. It's, yeah, it's organic. And, uh, yeah, it adds a little um, saltiness, you know. <laughs> So since you're in a college town, how does that seltzer series uh, fare versus uh, the beers that you brew? Oh, it sells quite well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty popular, especially in the summer months, you know. Yeah, we, we usually do that cucumber lime in the summer, and yeah, it's, uh, it's a popular, very refreshing seltzer. And, and Mike actually drinks a lot of it. Yeah. It's about all he drinks. Yeah. I like I drink it and pour it down the drain. <laughs> but it's it's actually pretty cool. I've seen a lot of like, you know, these newer, younger drinkers coming in and you know, they'll start with the seltzer and then I'll I'll see those same kids start to come in and you know, they'll you know, try one of our fruited sours. Um, and then, you know, you can see it's them. A gateway kinda, drug. It is just a, not a bad drug. Uh, <laughs> uh, if it gets people into craft beer then I guess yeah. it's a good thing. So yeah. Well, and you've got a little bit of everything because, like you said, there are a lot of younger drinkers that I've seen at our local bars and even tap rooms, not necessarily brewery. They will order a seltzer or a sour because they don't like a hazy IPA or they don't like a dark beer. But at least you're giving something to the consumer, to kind of everybody, that they'll try. Right. And yeah. still bringing, bringing them in. For sure, yeah. And it's not a lot of people... You know, around here aren't really used to craft beer. Um, you know, Greenville has a large scene, but, you know, a lot of people around here aren't driving to Greenville to, you know, go try beer they don't know about. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's good to, like, yeah, kind of have that segue to, like, for people to really understand what breweries are about. And, you know, if we can get them in the door, we can, you know, 
you know, nine times out of ten, we can give that some of the hate, like, you know, this brewery thing is pretty cool. And then, you know, one day they'll run into a, you know, a beer that they absolutely love. And then, um, yeah, that kind of, you know, opens up a whole new uh, quality. And they're supporting local. Yeah, they're still sure. supporting yeah. local. Yeah. Well, that was part of our vision when we first opened up, is we want to make sure Kite Hill Brewing is a place where anybody can find something for them, you know. So we not apart from the, the 16 taps, we've also got wine by the glass, got cans of hard cider, got soda. My daughter drinks strawberry lemonade when she comes in. We got that in cans made up in Asheville. So, there, you know, there, there's, if you don't like beer, there's still something here for you, you know. And like Mike said, Maybe you'll try some beer. Not not when you're 11 years old, but yeah. <laughs> so since you're in a college town and you know you're the only brewery out here in Clemson, and at least it's been my experience since I moved up to South Carolina from Florida. Uh, down in Florida, you know, if you live in let's say West Palm and you want to travel to Fort Lauderdale to try something, that's no big deal. Um, when I moved to South Carolina. People said, "What do you mean? I, what do you mean try to go to Greenville or Spartanburg?" And they lived right next door to each other, you know. So, how does the college school year impact your sales, or is it pretty constant year round, or um, do you have any fluctuations there? there? I mean, there's definitely some fluctuations. Um, I think you know, for the most part, just where we're located in town, so we're kind of on the east side of Clemson. Um, where you know most of the bars are downtown where the, where the students go, so our our customers tend to be a little more so. Uh, you know the folks that live around here year round, uh, but even then we you know we see a little dip. You know after after May graduation, when, you know families are taking vacations and students are away, and you know, some of the faculty takes off for the summer. Yeah, summers actually are kind of our slow season if we have one which yeah. is which is kind of nice because you know it's summer's usually popping everywhere else so we get to get out and enjoy summer a little bit more so that's that is has benefits so like uh during the week you know because every business has you know peak days and uh slower days you know what do you have to attract someone in on your slower days? Do you do like a, a trivia night? Do you do what type of uh, theme, themed things would you find here at Cut Hill? Yeah, so Tuesdays we do trivia. That's, that's probably our most popular uh, event during the week. Mondays we have a, what we call family night. So, you know, we're, we're a kid friendly brewery. Um, there's a bunch of kids running around the beer garden right now, including my own. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so we do like half-price kids' meals on Monday, Tuesdays trivia. Wednesdays we have a, a running club that meets here at six o'clock. They go run a few miles to the neighborhood and get half off their first beer. Uh, there's a open mic night held held once a month um, on, on Wednesdays, second second Wednesday of each month. And then Thursdays we've been uh, trying out bingo. Yeah, so hey, all those things yeah. bring in people. I've got a eleven-year-old daughter. And I know that I like going to the breweries that's more kid-friendly. I'm not going to let my child run around in the, in the brewery. Yeah. But, like, we like going down to Bullwinkle's Tavern, which used to be Five Forks Brewery. It's a fenced-in place. You bring a soccer ball, and, and same way with um, Southern Ground. 
your group. It's they've made it kid kid friendly. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. That's that's one of my buy-in two points of going to a brewery if we have our daughter. Because mm-hmm. I don't want my daughter sitting in a bar, which I've taken her to breweries and people are like looking around like, this is a brewery, you brought your kid? And I'm like, yeah, but she's not running around. Yeah. 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 Sitting here on her iPad most of the time. It's like, <laughs> glued. Yeah, mine, mine was just on, her, on my phone <laughs> playing games. Yeah. So before we get into a lot of beer talk or more beer talk about what we're drinking, uh, I always like to bring up the fact of food. So I'm a big foodie guy, and I know we talked on the phone earlier. Uh, do y'all offer food here, or do you allow people to bring food from the outside into the brewery? So yeah, we we you know we were like kind of writing the business plan for this place. We we realized food is goes hand in hand with drinking beer. So we had, you know we knew we were going to put it in the kitchen. Um, didn't realize it was going to be as popular as it was. We're, we're doing roughly three or four times as much food sales as we thought we were when we, before we set out. But hey, it all keeps the lights on. Exactly. Bring in the yeah. money. Uh, so we, we got a big soft pretzel. Uh, we make our own pimento cheese in house, which is uh, the best in South Carolina. Nobody's disputed that yet. So I'll have to try some <laughs> because palmetto cheese is my oh, go-to. Yeah. Go-to. We got them beat. We got them okay. beat. Okay. Hey. Put your money where your mouth yes. is. <laughs> well, I haven't. Uh, and we got we got a series of other appetizers, a smoke trout dip we make, uh, make our own mustard in house as well, charcuterie board, and we do a variety of sandwiches, a Reuben muffaletta, uh, a couple of vegetarian options. So yeah, kind of, kind of you know, nice variety of shareable snack plates, you know, good hearty sandwiches, and you know, stuff for any kind of dietary needs. Sounds like you've got it all planned out for the brewery because there's a lot of breweries that don't think about all that stuff. Uh, it's nice that you've got the beer that just about anybody can try a beer or drink whatever you brew. If they don't like beer, you've got sodas for them, you've got ciders, and then you've got all kinds of food for everybody. You see, even had vegetarian food. So, yeah, so and we'll, that's, that's great. And we'll occasionally bring in a food truck, you know, that just just to offer something different. Uh, like, in fact, I think in a week or maybe later this week, I need to check the calendar. It's been a whirlwind after this festival, but uh, Cousins Maine Lobster. We've had them out a couple times already this year. That's very popular up up in the upstate, so I'm sure it's popular down yeah. here too. So we'll, we'll have them in here again soon. So just just a, you know, alternative from our standard menu. Yeah. All right, so my first time here, after we get everything set up, I go to the bar, and I'm looking at the tap list, and I see all sorts of interesting styles and all sorts of interesting names. Uh, you mentioned about the Brewer's Tears, um, the, what are you drinking there? It was the Bring Your Own Haze. The Bring Your Own, Your Own Haze. Haze. Yeah. Um, I think a couple of them, a girl named this and that. So, do you come up with a name first, or do you come up with a style first, and then who's responsible for coming up with the, the fun and catchy names? I see you want to take that one, Bobby? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I wish we had video for this, folks, because they're looking at each other smiling and giggling, yeah. like, what's, what's going on here? So, I, I, generally speaking, we come up with the style first. 
And, you know, we, we talk about what we're going to brew. Mike's got to put together a recipe, order ingredients, set a brew date, and then it sits in the fermenter for, you know, two, three weeks. And then we keg it off and get ready to put it on tap. So, you know, usually, usually we know what, what we're putting in kegs a month, month and a half out. It's kind of my duty to name them. <laughs> and even with all that time, sometimes we're like, Mike's getting ready to put in a keg. and like, what are we calling this? I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> I have no idea. So Yeah, it's usually a game time decision um, for names, which can uh, be a good thing or a bad thing. Um, <laughs> we've run out of time before, and uh, I've had some pretty bad names just out of necessity um what was uh passionate blues oh yeah old passionate blues yeah. we did a blueberry passion raspberry fruit. yeah passion fruit blueberry passion fruit sour yeah. um, and yeah the best thing we could come up with in 20 minutes was passionate <laughs> blues so, yeah yeah still sold um, yeah it's still sold but yeah. um yeah i actually i think uh i think most of the names are pretty clever uh byoh uh is our six percent juicy ipa series uh, so it's always on um pretty standard malt bill um for you know a typical juicy ipa we're just changing the hops um so this one has citra mosaic and brew one um and it is our seventh volume of that beer um some other flagships frequency modulated um, you know, it comes from Bobby and Brian's background working at the radio station together. Uh, what else we got that are good? Um, so we got, um, we, we, we typically try to pick a few Clemson names as well, you know, just kind of reminiscent of the area. So, uh, or you, beginning of the podcast, you mentioned seeing the, the pause on the road coming in. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we, one of the beers we've Brewed several times. We don't have it on right now. It was uh, our American style pale ale. Got a classic, nice crisp pale ale. It's called Road Pulse. Uh, we've also hmm. had uh, Death Valley Haze, um, something in these hills, Pilsner. <laughs> a couple others I'm blanking on right now because it's Sunday and I'm tired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. kind of feel you about uh, being in the crunch coming up with a name. We've been there twice. No, the first collab we did, the name was the first thing. Yeah, that's right. The, the last one we did, uh, uh, Cold then, One with the Boys, the cold IPA that we brewed with Habitat that just got put on last week. We were all, even the head brewers, like, what do y'all want to name it? And we're like, I don't know. <laughs> We've never been put in this predicament. Well, it's, it's tough. Like, it's almost impossible to come up with a totally unique name. Yeah. The, Try to look it up on Untapped or something. You're like, oh, yeah. hey, there's already 20 people doing this. Um, yeah, I, I've also got like a running list of names, like potential names. And then when it comes to name the beer, I look at it I'm like, yeah, none of these work. <laughs> so if I ever did a Clemson beer, I would have to do follow the Tiger Paws because I live in Greenville. So when I come down 153, come down 123, as soon as I see the Tiger Paws, I just follow them in, mm-hmm. and I know I'm close to Clemson. There you go. I'm writing that down on my list. Hey, do it. Do it. You don't even have to give me a shout-out. Follow the Tiger Paws. You know, just an idea. Take it for what it's worth. You get a dartboard and throw all the, put 
all your potential names up there and just blindly throw a dart and when it hits one there's your name there you go yeah all right we just solved it all right so i i got a quick question that just popped up in my head when y'all were talking about kegging the beer you keg the beer you have it on tap here you have cans here and i know the answer to this question wayne knows the answer to this question y'all know it but i want our listeners to know y'all distribute yeah we distribute all over south carolina um, we're distributing about 20% of our brew volume. Um, so we're pushing out about uh, 12 sixtals, um, typically a couple halves every now and then uh, a week. So we're very heavy in uh, Greenville area, uh, Columbia area. We've got a couple um, you know, establishments down in Charleston that typically carry our stuff all the time. Um, so yeah, anywhere, uh, anywhere in South Carolina, we're able to distribute. We are. So. so folks, you don't have to drive all the way down here to Clemson. We'd love you for you to come down here and get the whole experience, the food and the beer, our seltzer, our <laughs> cider. But if you don't want to make the drive down, it took us what, roughly 45 minutes, 153 to 123. Mm-hmm. Go up into Greenville in the upstate, uh, all over South Carolina. You heard the man. Look for their beer and try it out. So my question is, is how hard is it to sell Tiger Town Lager in Columbia? <laughs> I, you know, there's there's some holdout Clemson fans down there. Like the uh, that's good. The uh, my buddy's parents who we tailgate with are, are uh, some Clemson holdouts in the, the Columbia area. What we do notice though is Tiger Town Lager doesn't often get reviewed very well when it's purchased in Columbia. <laughs> yeah, we've seen, some, uh, we've seen some pretty uh, harsh comments in the uh, the comment section on yeah. the before. Yeah, I saw it at Greens coming back from Columbia last week, or no, two weeks ago, and it just, I was like, huh, I wonder how well this sells here <laughs> in Columbia. They're actually one of our, uh, probably our biggest geographical distro area nice Uh, I don't know how but um, so (laughs) thank you Gamecocks for buying our beer (laughs) well I'm sitting here and I'm looking at all of our glasses are all running low when we take a quick break we'll top off and we'll come back and ask some more questions sounds great perfect
say round Don't sell a no Gibson Guitar for beer money Don't put down Texas In a Texas town Just took a short little break down here in Clemson, South Carolina at Kite Hill Brewing, and we were bringing up all kinds of cool little subjects. We refilled on our beer, and look over and I see Matt's Riverbend Malt House shirt. So what's the connection with Riverbend to Kite Hill? Yeah, so we source, uh, we source grain from all over the world for specific styles. Um, but uh, one thing that's important to us is um, using, you know, locally resourced uh, ingredients for our beer as much as we can. Um, malted barley for probably 80% um, of our beers, especially our base malt, uh, comes from Riverbend. Uh, they're in uh, Mills River, Asheville area, and uh, they're just a great company. Um, they as well source uh, their barley from um, pretty much 
Virginia, North Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee. Um, so, you know, um, all in the South region, and uh, they make uh, excellent products. Uh, they expand their varietals every year. Um, but, yeah, we, we love working with them. Um, they make a great product, and, uh, yeah, we're they're good buddies of ours. Well, folks, remember that name, Riverbend Malt House in North Carolina, because end of the month, May, maybe June, we're going to be releasing our episode of Wayne and I interviewing Riverbend Malt House. Uh, quick question. I, I know you use River, Riverbend Malt House, but I know Clemson has a pretty good agricultural program. Um, do you happen to use anything from them, like uh, hops or any other ingredients, or um, has that even been a thought process? We haven't yet. Um, the, the amount of hops going out here is fairly small. Um, mm-hmm. Very, very yeah, we, small. We've done some, uh, Mike can speak to it more, we did, we did some recent collaborations with uh, some breweries in North Carolina using mm-hmm. all North Carolina ingredients. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right now there's just not a, not a lot of volume you know, coming out of, of South Carolina, at least in the hop world. There's, there's a few, a couple maltsters um, down here. We've tried their products as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I like the fact we were talking about earlier about supporting local and bringing people in to support local. I like that y'all use local. I mean, Asheville's still local. For sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, crow fly to them is... 60 miles so they're actually our yeah, closest monster to us so. so what do you do with the uh, grains when you're uh, taking them out of the mash tun we have a, uh, a good friend of ours um, who has a pig farm uh, he runs uh, what is his plug his company well yeah him and his wife have a, a farm out in Westminster uh, he's, he's got a recording studio up in, uh, in uh, Seneca as well yeah Oh, nice. But, yeah, he, uh, he definitely keeps his pigs happy with that. Um, last Oktoberfest, we actually used uh, some of that pork for sausages for brats. Um, so it's, you know, that had you know, been fed with our spent grain. Um, so kind of cool circle Just a of life circle there. of life comes all the way back. Yeah, we've we've heard that on some of the other places that we've uh, talked about. I think it was Plank Owner was talking about they do that. And then they get some of the hamburger meat from the cows that they feed. Cool. To put back into their restaurant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a yeah. lot of. It was it was cool. It was making, made a you know bratwurst using you know using our beer made from pork that was fed with our grain. Cool that, product. There's a lot of happy cows and happy pigs in the area. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. I wish we could feed them all. <laughs> right. Speaking of the area, um, what kind of uh, community ties do you have? Do you um, do like local musicians come in and play? Uh, other events in the Clemson area? Any collaborations with local businesses? Other breweries? Uh, what is the community footprint for Kite Hill Brewing in Clemson? Yeah, I mean, I think like a lot of, I mean, with a lot of breweries, you know, community is important. Um, you know, we we've got local music every every Friday night at seven o'clock. Um, we enjoy, especially Brian and I, you know, having that radio station background, like supporting local musicians. 
Uh, so we bring them in uh, every Friday evening. Yeah, we also host a lot of uh, charity fundraisers here, you know, proceeds nights and some, you know, and whatnot. Skate Upstate was was here just last Wednesday, uh, kind of having a proceeds night to help build a skate park in the area. Um, back in December, we we held a um, you know we took part of a raffle that, that took place here, uh, supporting Clemson Community Cares, uh, which is a, a, a local charity. Um, we, we raffled off a naming opportunity for one of our beers. Uh, which raised over 1800 bucks for for this charity uh, came up with a good name too yeah great we'll just, name they will just do that every time like yeah. somebody else name Let it somebody else and raise money for work. charity that's, yeah. a, that's a win-win and it, and it gives back it does give back to support local because that person can come in and tell his fellow buddies i know i would i'd brag about it because we bragged about our beer hey Go try my beer. Yeah. I didn't brew it, but it's got my name that I made, yeah. and maybe it'll bring in more customers. There you go. Yeah. We actually need to remake that beer. That was a good beer. Paul Meadow Hayes. Yeah, Paul Meadow Hayes. Paul Meadow Hayes. So his name's Paul. No, it was a like um, Clint's Paul. Theater, oh, okay. P A W. Okay. Okay. Get the get the name of the get the name of the woman that won that prize and named it. Oh, Michelle. Yeah, the blues I, Michelle. I, oh. Yeah. I miss Paul Miller. It's a solid name. All right. So we came back from break, had some more pours. I uh, guess let's go around the table and talk about uh, what you poured for us and, you know, what are they? What are we drinking? So the first beer I had was Bring Your Own Haze. Because I love the tagline, bring your own guts. I played football in high school. I'm a big uh, football fan. I won't say who because the listeners know who I am. But if you look at my, my, my golf cart, it's covered in Clemson, custom Clemson seats, uh, metallic orange. But I don't pull for Clemson. So I, I had to get the beer, though. I had to get the beer. All, all I'll say is we got two back-to-back national championships, right. and I'm happy. Yeah, but I've been, fan, I've, right, been the, I've been a fan. I've been a fan. I've been a fan in the bad days. Took a long time to to get. Yeah, to where y'all were y'all were due for sure. Yeah. So yeah. So I got the um, bring your own haze. I'm, I'm a hazy guy. I love IPAs, and that one just right away just the, the smell very to me very floral. I smelled a little citrus. I tasted more citrus than I actually smelled. So can you give a quick little backdrop on that? Yeah, Bring Your Own Haze is, uh, again, like our kind of 6% uh, approachable, juicy IPA. Uh, We run that uh, year-round. The only thing that changes is the hops. Uh, The one that's on currently is Mosaic, Citra, and Brew One. Um, So, yeah, good, juicy, tropical flavors. Pineapple heavy from the brew one, um, and uh, yeah, so you can find that beer, or at least that uh, rotation of style of beer um, here always. So. And that's one of my favorite ones to name because when we go to keg the next batch of it, it Mike changes up the hops, brews a batch, and we're like, all right, what next brewing your own haze on? What, what are we gonna call it? I'm like, well, well, the, the last one was version six, so. Let's go with version seven on this one. Perfect. Thinking outside the box. We love love flagships for that reason. (laughs) So then I had the Chex Pilsner. 
And Wayne can tell you, and I told y'all at the break, this is not me. I usually don't go after a Pilsner. If I'm at a brewery, I want to try their hazies. I want to try their dark beers. To me, a lot of Pilsners taste the same, but this one's actually extremely crisp. I don't know what I'm tasting differently, but it doesn't taste like a typical Pilsner that I drink out of my fridge. That's because Mike brewed it. What, did you put some of your organic tears in it? No, no tears in that one. That's actually a very happy brew day. I love uh, Czech beer style. Yeah. I love Czech beers in general. Um, that is actually brewed with um, uh, all German malt, uh, German pills malt. Um, you get a lot of that kind of bready, um, kind of bread dough, but also leaves the beer very crisp and clean. Um, Czech pills. Uh, traditionally has all 100% size hops, which this does. Um, so yeah, just good, clean, crisp, little you know crackery to mix with. Size brings a lot of kind of dry bitterness to the beer, um, with some floral character as well. That's um, kind of you know uh, what the style is. It's it's made to drink. It's so lower think- ABV and clean and crisp, and you want to keep drinking it. So. Throw you for a quick little loop, quick a quick question. Probably knock it out pretty quick. Somebody orders one of your pretzels, and they get some of your uh, pimento pimento cheese. Mm-hmm. What beer are you going to tell them? They say I don't know what kind of beer I want. Is there a specific beer that you would pair to pair with? with the pretzel? Yeah, um, I'd probably go darker beer, or night game porter. Um, okay, I, you know that's you know something or something clean and crisp as well works with that too we actually spray or uh treat our pretzels with um whatever you know dark beer we have on at the time do you offer beer cheese with it with the pretzels just the uh yeah just just the the homemade mustard homemade cheese and and the homemade mustard as well nice spicy grainy mustard yeah which is also made with uh beer that sounds great. What'd you have? I've got the, the newly tapped Signal Law Schwartz beer. So this is the second time we've brewed it. Um, we, we made this last year, submitted it to the South Carolina Brewers Guild competition and took home a gold and a runner-up and best in show for this beer. Uh, so we had to make another batch. It's one of our favorites. Nice dark lager. Uh, got some nice roasty notes, but also super clean. Yeah, I'm drinking the uh, that girl from Alsace. Um, so uh, we have a ongoing um, blogger pilsner uh, rotation um, that is called that girl from. Um, and again, we're just changing the hops to uh, whatever region they're grown from. So Alsace is a region of France. Um, we use maestral hops that are grown in that region. Um, Nice peppery notes, uh, along with like you know some crisp lemon zesty and breadiness. Um, yeah, this one actually won gold this year at the South Carolina Craft Beers Conference um, for Pilsen. Yeah, lager yeah. category. Yeah. Nice, a couple gold medals. Um, yeah, I actually caught on to the the naming scheme for that girl when we went back up uh, during the break. That uh, Steven's got that girl from Prague, Czech Pilsner, that girl from Alsace, 
French Pilsner. So, easy to it, name. Yeah, yeah, we like that too. Yeah, pick the country of origin. There you go. All right, so right now I'm drinking. It's dark, um, but it's not the gold medal uh, Schwartz beer. This is the uh, was it the night game uh, English porter? Yeah, that that one merely a silver medal. Only a silver, but I mean, <laughs> to me, it's it's as good as gold. It's got nice toffee, costy, toffee, coffee, toffee and coffee roasty notes. It's nice and smooth. Um, Maybe a touch bitter, but not overly bitter, but a very, very fine and smooth drink. Um, I do like uh, a little malt-forward beverages, um, so this fits the bill. And before that, um, I had the uh, your version of the Legacy Red, um, nice 6.1% uh, red ale. I love red ales. I love the River Falls from Thomas Creek, so... Uh, when I do stop at the breweries and they have the Legacy Red, I do like to try it. Um, so, if you guys want to comment on that. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I think you were telling us at the break, you know, you've, you've done some episodes with Tom and, and um, got some of the, the upstate brewers that brewed Legacy Red. You know, we, we also, after we, after we heard the news of his passing, knew we had to, had to brew that one ourselves. Um, I'm a before we opened this, I, I homebrewed for about 15 years. Um, so, I, you know, I didn't work for them up there as a brewery. I was getting my homebrew supplies up there, getting advice from them. Um, went to a lot of brew club meetings up there. So, yeah, I think, I think it's a great way, great way to honor um, Tom and the, so the legacy he left behind in the upstate. You know, obviously, hard to hard to find a brewery in the area that you know, doesn't have some connections to, to Thomas Creek and Tom Davis. And uh, yeah, the the porter uh, is really nice. Um, uh, a lot of English malt in that. Um, try to keep it pretty uh, traditional. Um, but yeah, like you said, uh, smooth, but also uh, some coffee bitterness in there. Um, more English style than American. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a great drinker. We talked to those judges about giving you a gold on this one because I don't see silver in this. <laughs> I don't know what won gold in that one, but you know they obviously there's, deserved it. There's some, I mean, there's some good breweries in South Carolina, so it's, I mean, even though it's just a statewide competition, it's, a, it's some stiff competition for sure. Yeah, we got invited to the uh, South Carolina Brewers Guild Beer Festival in Columbia. Yep. And we had a blast there, and saw a lot of uh, very few people we didn't know, but a lot of upstate people were there and just overall good beer all around yeah oh yeah and, and that's a good thing i like about living in the upstate you know there's a lot of breweries like thomas creek is more of the traditional style and if you want something crazy you can go to birds fly south or i'm not just name dropping because they're my favorite beers just name dropping breweries you know there's a little bit for everybody yeah for sure, yeah, sure. But it looks like you got the tap list kind of uh, spread out between your your IPAs and your hazies and your porters and your lagers and seen a sour and you know, we still won't talk about those Brewers Tears seltzers. <laughs> but uh, it looks like you know if somebody walks in and uh, they're going to find a style that they're going to like 
no matter if they're a beer drinker or not. So uh, hats off to y'all for sure. Thank you. Yeah, we always encourage, you know, you know if somebody's ordering, you know, they, they kind of got their beers. You know, mm-hmm. we, we offer samples of some of the other stuff. So you know, if you're coming in and drinking Reds all the time, you know, we'll offer you a sample of the Porter or, you know, something something lighter but still kind of maltier that you, you might enjoy. Find something new. All right, so quick question. Uh, the average person that comes in here that's not a regular, what do they usually order? That's a good question. Um, yeah, so, some folks come in and just kind of want to be, they want you to steer them. Like, what, what's your best stuff? You know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll pour them a, one of the Pilsners. You know, super happy with all of those. Um, the frequency modulated, which we don't have on right now, but that's our, our West Coast IPA. Mm-hmm. Should have a new batch of that coming out soon. Soon, yeah, week and a half. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll I'll point them to that, or uh, you know, just based on their their preferences, uh, you know, send them send them something that I think will satisfy their taste buds. All right, before we wrap up, we always like to give our guests the last word. So, if there's anything upcoming in June, I know you guys just got over your beer fest yesterday. Which, sorry, we missed that. We were kind of tied up ourselves that that's all right we got an invite uh to come back next year yeah <laughs> so if there's anything coming up in like uh mid-may or june that you want to pump or anything you just want to talk about uh that we've talked about or something we, ha- we didn't catch uh or ask you about uh the floor is yours gentlemen yeah um yeah upcoming months without looking at the calendar <laughs> i know we got a We'll be out and about uh, across the state. We'll be at a couple, pouring at a couple beer festivals uh, here soon. Uh, Crafty Draft down in Lexington, South Carolina. We'll be there next month. Um, Crispy Fest up in Boiling Springs at, with, with New Groove. We'll be there. We'll be uh, there, too. Awesome, yeah. Late, late well, June we'll, for that one. Yeah, yeah, we've, they, we've heard of New Groove before. Yeah. yeah they have <laughs> asked us uh, to do the podcast for them, interviews. Cool. So we're there for Woodstock. and Sweet. They, they've been our friends for a, a good little while. We help them any way we can. Yeah, make it, we've we got make it. some phenomenal beer up there. We've got two collabs with them coming up, uh, one in about a month, and then another, um, I won't say details, but we got something going into their fooder that should be very good. So. Mm. Well, they, I'll give them a little shameless plug. They just won uh, Cribs, what was it? Oh, the they the burger. Burger. Yeah. They the burger. 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 Back to back. Yeah, so, yeah. Anyways, good. enough about everybody else. Let's talk about these guys. Yeah, no. I was just giving them a little shameless plug. They brought it up. We got some more collabs coming up? Uh, let's see. Collab-wise, we just did one with Burning Blush up in North Carolina. That's on tap now. Which is We're another Thomas Creek. Not anymore. Sorry, that just kicked. <laughs> Which is another Thomas Creek yeah, one. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, as far as collabs, we'll probably have another Dissolver collab before football season starts. Probably do a big hazy with them again. Um, and, yeah, other – we got a two-year anniversary coming up, too. Yeah, that, that's probably our biggest event. So, yeah, uh, July 4th weekend, we'll, we'll turn two. And of the terrible twos, I guess. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, we, we got a big weekend planned. You know, that last uh, – our first anniversary party last year was a – it was a fun weekend, but we got we got some great local music, uh, both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we got Luke Deuce, Luke Deuce band playing um, 
Well, it's cool country on Saturday, I believe, and then. So that's the first weekend of July. Yes, sir. The first yeah. and second. Yep. So yeah, that'll, that'll be a big shindig. We, uh, Mike and I, got to talk about how what we're gonna brew special for the anniversary. Always something special. Last year we did a big triple IPA. We might have to see about riding back down here that day. I'm off the first. I'll check my schedule and we'll get together. Yeah. Uh, this Thursday up at the Whale in Greenville, uh, we're, we're participating in the Battle of the Breweries. Uh, so we're, we're going head-to-head with Birds Fly South on a hazy IPA and see who kicks the keg first. And they're raising money for the Julie Valentine Center up there. Very nice, very nice. Uh, yeah, um, that seems like an ongoing series with the whale. I've seen a couple other breweries uh, went head to head last week. Yeah, I saw a cousin laying his head down from Magnetic South. That cousin he got, got taken down. <laughs> uh, well, may the odds ever be in your favor. <laughs> thank you, thank you. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much for hosting us. Um, I feel bad that we've seen each other at festivals and just never been lined up to actually speak with you before. We won't make that mistake again. Uh, thank you for your hospitality. Uh, you guys have got a lovely place here, um, and you've got a big enough production system you could supply. Well, it looks like most of the upstate with beer, so <laughs> look, seeing, look forward to seeing more of your beer on the shelves. Absolutely. Um, I'd like to thank our uh, people that help make this show possible. We've got... Uh, Upstate Realty and Promotion Graphics. We've got John Sharkey and the Greenville Craft Beer Fest. And uh, Eddie Whittingham and the Clock Tower Tap Room and Billiards in Simpsonville, South Carolina. Steven, you got anything else? I just thank you all so much. Like Wayne said earlier, we've passed by at uh, festivals at the Greenville Beer Fest many a times. We've talked about having you on and just never worked out with schedules, and I'm so glad that we finally got to sit down today. Here now. Talk shop. Thanks for making the drive down. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Now, I heard you got a background in radio. I'm kind of worried about the production skills I've got here, (laughs) how it's going to meet up with your expectations. I didn't uh, say I was good at it. Okay, okay. (laughs) Well, hurry up, wrap up, Wayne. I want to go get some of that pimento cheese. All right, hit it, Chris. This is Eddie Whittingham with Clock Tower Taproom and Billiards, and you've been listening to the Upstate Beer Boys podcast.